Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Are you prepared to rock? <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Unimpeachable, the songs of the presidents of the United States of America. I'm your co-host, Jason Klom, and with me is Nick Robes. Good Hi. Evening, ladies and gentlemen, what is your desire? Let's get rocked. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Explosions and fire. Nick Robes. What's happening? That's me. What is oh this show that we're doing? Do we know? Uh, I, I, I think we have to reinvent it every time. I think we do too we because do it. it has been months since we recorded that yeah, last. Band. I mean, That's another band. It, that is another band and another set of podcasts and we're just stealing their shit. It's okay. Like at this point, I mean, we're doing, this is you talking you two to me, but with two guys who have no right to do it and uh, a different band than that. Oh, we have a lot of rights. Oh, we do? Oh, okay. I didn't know. Wait, do we... Which rights do we have? Because if there are any we have to fight for, that's again, that's a different band. Though they are going to come <laughs> up in this. They are going to come up for one moment in this episode. Uh, uh, I mean, definitely to, to party. Uh, but aside from that, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. you know, I think we have a right to like things. And I think that's what we're here to celebrate. Oh, our okay. liking things and our love and appreciation of stuff that's uh, touched us. Not physically. Although maybe that might come you up later. Know. Who knows? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, if can, if consent is involved, then uh, uh, go with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> As I always say, if consent is involved, <laughs> go with God. By the way, when's our merch page getting up? Because that's a T-shirt. <laughs> it really is. It's also an embroidered pillow. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> like that's one of those where you can have on a shirt, wear it a show, and like, hey, I know that podcast, and then you give one to your grandma. She's like, I don't know what a podcast is, but that sounds nice. Mm, that's that's a good altruism for life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, uh, so what is this podcast? I think it's about the discography of, well, sort of, because we are technically skipping albums uh, uh, already by the next album, by the next episode. But these are the, the albums of the presidents of the United States of America, a mutual band, a band who we both mutually love. Yes. We've done two episodes, I believe. <laughs> Again, it's, I think it's like it's two so and long. a half. Yeah, two and a half, sure. And uh, this this is their second studio album. We're going to get mm. to their third studio album by Skip. I think, should we, at the end, once we've done all the regular ones, go back and just like t- at least talk about their compilation albums? Because there's interesting stuff on those, at the very least. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know what? I have nothing but uh, a high bar set. We're Mm going to be getting to, uh, you know, just demos. Mm -hmm. We're going to be getting to random EPs. We're going to get all over this. I mean, by 2075, Mm -hmm. I predict we will have 12 episodes. Oh, wow. That's great. I mean, that's that's higher than I had shot for. And I, you know, but now with your enthusiasm, I think maybe we'll get there. That's that's very good. You know what? I've I I have nothing if not high hopes. I have nothing, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, uh, optimistically bleak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> the new album by Jason Klom coming out this fall. Uh, I was oh man, I'm just I'm glad that we got here because like I don't know if this is my favorite President's album, but it's might be it's right up there it's the one i've heard the most which is two or roman numeral mm. ii oh do we talk about what we're talking about yeah i think maybe at some point we should get to do it do we give a preamble yeah yeah maybe tell people a prologue what's happening since we've the first a- episode was surprisingly not about any album particularly uh 
and then the second. Well, one, sure. You know. And then the first one was about the first one. But here we are with their second album, which I, I've always loved the cover of very much, um, which is the three of them. One is a top-hatted man. One of them is a, a uh, what do you call, a uh, prospector. And the other as a mix of the two. Um, it almost feels like um, like uh, an art director threw this in the background of a scene mm-hmm. in a movie. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like just for fun where if you catch it you're like what the hell is that picture on the wall you know what i'm mm-hmm. saying like it does it feels uh manufactured to be like background for sure for sure yeah it's because uh, you i don't know th- th- these are not faces that anybody recognizes necessarily unless you're fans of the presidents at the time uh you know these these are these and they're also I don't know. Yeah, they hide well. And if there was no uh, album title on it, for sure, it would also be like, it would just look like an art piece, 100%. And it is. Kind yeah, of. they're kind of generic looking white dudes, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm sure they, they, I would imagine they know that. Um, you know, that's... I would love it if they would have gotten pissed off by that comment. <laughs> Wait, what the what? fuck? <laughs> I look like Brad motherfucking Pitt. <laughs> uh, uh, and that's not to say they're not handsome, beautiful men, but they're, you know, they're still generic looking white guys. You can still be handsome, beautiful, and generic. That's me. I'll take Oh, it. absolutely. You know? You're handsome, beautiful, and generic. Uh-huh. This is your new uh, makeup campaign? Yes. Handsome, beautiful, <laughs> generic. Blend in. Pick up Clom at any Sephora. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Wait a minute. It just happened. Oh, sorry. That is a totally unrelated fun studio event. I hope everybody enjoyed that. My closet was open and I wasn't expecting it to be open. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of stuff that happens, Nick. Oh, shit, is that open? <laughs> uh, when did you first... Okay, I don't remember anything about what we talked about last time, which is actually maybe good. Maybe it's fresher this way. Uh, I know. I feel like we're going to recover some territory, but I'm also fine with to. it. We're definitely going to. I can at least say, I can tell you that, so I heard the first one a little bit late and then discover, bought this one right before a trip to, actually, that trip was a year after. So I bought this Indonesia. album a year later to Indonesia. And uh, <laughs> no, I bought this, uh, a trip to Disney World. Um, our only family trip to Disney World. And WDW? This is what I, mm-hmm. And this is what I listened oh, to gonna, the whole way there. We're going to get into that, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> this I was is a fully topic where I very close to my bag. heart. <laughs> I'm fully aware that some shit is going to happen. That's 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 good. I, I actually video of it somewhere, of that trip. But I don't think what? this... Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't think this music is playing anywhere in it, but definitely... Yeah, I took a lot of video and, and pictures on my little trip. And this, this was a soundtrack to that trip, going from upstate New York all the way down to... Orlando, did Florida. You, did you drive or fly? Mm-hmm, drove. Yeah, we took my drove. Da- my dad bought. Why didn't he rent it? He bought a van. He bought uh, a Chevy Astro van that had been customized. Uh, all the chairs were captain's chairs, so you could spin like 180 degrees or so in most of them. Uh, Your dead grandmother was on the top yep, at some exactly point. I'm assuming. Right. Yeah, of course. That's 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 what happens on all American. Christy Brinkley trips. was driving <laughs> next to you <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> and then my dad, you know, just had road rage and ran her off the road. It's a different situation. He's not quite Clark Griswold. He's just an angry driver. Right. Um, so it's a different situation. Uh, yeah, this was my soundtrack among other things, but this was definitely my soundtrack to that trip. Discman or Walkman? Uh, mm, that's a really good question. I will bet 
I made a tape of it. Actually, now that you say that, because I don't think I had a discman yet. I had a CD player. So you probably, you bought the CD mm-hmm. and then made a tape so that you could, uh, I did that all the yeah. time. No, I mu- that mm-hmm. must have been exactly what happened because I can't imagine any that going any other way. Yeah. Yeah. I did that with a lot of Weird Al. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, of course. You got to make, and I had some other, like, we, we could get into it at some point, but I know that the the mixtape that I would have to present to be like, this is my trip to Disney World to be very disappointing. I, I just talked about my music tastes on my news radio podcast when Dave Foley was on. He brought up... Humble brag. Yeah, humble brag. <laughs> yeah, he brought up that Stephen Root... Did you hear the episode by any chance? It, it's okay, it's okay if you haven't. Don't worry about it. Uh, I, I will not hold you to it, but uh, the whole point is... Steven Root. I what? care about you and your podcast. Thank you. I work construction. It's difficult. <laughs> no, no. What I'm saying is I do a lot of shit and it, it, no one could be expected to hear it all. Uh, <laughs> but Steven Root, what kind of music would you expect Steven Root to be into? I'm going to guess bluegrass. Okay. That's a, that's a fair guess and would have been approximately my guess as well. Uh, no, punk. He is a <sighs> massive punk fan. We're talking deep cut. And I'm like, Wow. And then I, and everybody's pointed out since that I volunteered this information. Uh, I volunteered the, all the worst music that I bought in the nineties. And then Dave Foley, just the, his level of disappointment just grew with everything I said. <laughs> you can just see it on his, on his adorable face. And I'm like, oh, I just disappointed my hero. <laughs> That's fun. <laughs> like, but I mean, like we, we can't all be the coolest kid in no, school. We can't, like, can't no. we just like shit? Exactly. And I, I, to be fair, I was intentionally digging it as deep as I could. And bringing yeah. up, like, yeah, Martin Page is in the House of Stone and Light. I bought that. Yeah, I bought TL- TLC's Waterfalls. And then just to see if he would want to stab me in the heart. Wait, who's going to fucking hate on TLC's I think Waterfalls? That's a, that one's okay, I think. I th- that's crazy, sexy, cool, right? It, I, I don't know. I just bought the single. <laughs> I was a real <laughs> single guy at the time. Okay, maybe that was the problem. Do you want to hear another single I bought, Nick? Yes. The Macarena. I bought Ooh. Macarena. I bought. Oh my God. There's... Hey, Macarena. Uh, I, one more. I'm going to give you one more. And I, okay. I, man, I was going to like play a guessing game, but there's literally no way you could ever guess. Um, it's from a soundtrack. I can tell you that. Um, uh, oh, soundtrack. Uh, is it. <laughs> Uh, holding out for a hero from the Shrek Two soundtrack. <laughs> uh, let's go back about ten years. From Great. yeah, so about ninety four. <laughs> um, I bought a single from the movie <laughs> The Mask. It was the Cuban <laughs> Pete single because Weird Al had produced one of the singles on it. Uh, Weird Al produced Cuban Pete? He produced one of the versions that is on that single, yes. So I'm like, I, I want this. What are we talking about? Are we talking about cassette or a CD? No, this CD. What are you buying my, Most of my singles I bought on CD, although I did buy a few really terrible ones on, on cassette as well. That's crazy that they were producing singles mm. on oh, yeah. uh, CDs. Oh, yeah. I, and I still have most of them. Uh, for some reason, that seems like so much wasted real it's estate. It's a huge waste. It's a huge, and they cost way too much. You shouldn't be paying, you know, five, six dollars even when an album would cost ten or eleven. You know, it, it made right. no sense. Uh, Although Fye was selling albums for like twenty dollars at one point, oh, and it was yeah. like, what are we doing here? Yeah, yeah, that doesn't. I mean, in my head, that's how much an album costs. But at this point, I would not pay that much for an album. So I, obviously, I'm not. That's obviously not right. So, yeah. I, I've finally gotten to the 21st century and uh, gotten uh, a subscription service. Uh-huh. 
it's taken me this long, but it's amazing. It's crazy. Mm-hmm. It's wild. It's- I have so much shit on, like <laughs> that I can just access on my phone at any given point in time. The other day, I was like, uh, well, uh, like, why, why don't I buy, or why don't I buy this? And I was like, because I can just listen to it. And I just listened to something random. Mm-hmm. I listened to the darkness. I was like, what has the darkness been up to? It's I great. have no idea. Mm-hmm. They they did a really great Christmas song. I love their fucking shit. They're fantastic. Uh, pause for half a second. Nope. <laughs> what cat food are you looking for? For the next one. It, the, sh- the Rachel Ray's upstairs. It should room. be in the kitchen. No, right next to the microwave. Okay, yeah, no problem. Scream. Keep it in. Scream at her. Uh, the cat food is next to the microwave. <laughs> I think. <laughs> Uh, you have a cat named Daisy now, and I have a cat named Daisy. We both now have cats named Daisy. Just Let me tell you about Daisy. Yes. Uh, she has chewed through oh, no. two laptop cords. Oh, no. Oh, fuck. <laughs> uh, but great. She's super cute. Yeah. yeah. That's <laughs> when she's sleeping, cat. she gets right up in there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're like, all right, fine. Yeah. You're worth, uh, by this point, $150. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh boy, that's fun. I don't know how we've avoided that. My cat's mostly feral, um, so I don't know how she's never chewed through a cord. Um, huh? Yeah, yeah. Daisy's uh, basically half feral. She's insane. Love her. Uh, where the fuck Great. were we? Okay, so we've talked about my bullshit and my terrible music tastes and this th- and how I discovered this album, which was I bought it. Um, but yeah, what uh, Nick? How did you discover two? So uh, I think this is like. In reality, the the album that got me into presence, uh, because, mm-hmm. and I think I've mentioned this, uh, Volcano was in. I want to oh, say yeah. it was Snow Riders. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah, just... it was either Snow Riders or Free Riders, one of the two. Uh-huh. And these are like er, these are like um, mid '90s Warren Miller ski movies. Uh-huh. Which like this genre is when you amazing. Say ski, ski movie? Are we talking like documentary? Or are we talking like fictional? But this is the placement that hey, skiing is happening. So ski movie is a genre sure. of like, it, and I mean documentary is generous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's basically just like check out these dudes doing rad shit. Oh, on so mountains, like skateboard bro. videos, but but on snow. Yeah, okay, but like okay. a, a ninety minutes long. Sure, sure, sure. Holy shit! All right. <laughs> And uh, uh, Warren Miller was like, is probably still the big name in ski movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, this dude's been, he it was, uh, uh, rest in peace. Um, although his son, I think, is the head of the company now. Uh, I think I sent him an email years ago when I was in like middle school. Anyways. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, um, Warren Miller was forever, I think since like the 70s, doing these movies. And so then in the late 80s early 90s they were like we need to get the kids in here get a hip soundtrack uh-huh, sure and i i think it was like dave matthews oh boy. uh uh us3 mm-hmm. you know the uh, uh jump to the jam boogie we slam bam bust the dialect on the man in command back to the fact i'm macking the no you know uh, uh dip trip flip fantasia <laughs> yep <laughs> i don't know there. any of that and i love your interpretation of it so much Everybody knows it. Sure, uh, <laughs> sure. It, 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 that's the the secret password to get into the club that I own. Where it's like, 
<laughs> you know, you pull you pull over and it's just the eye sticking out and you're like, bust the jam boogie, we slam bam, bust the dialect him. Uh my favorite line from uh Flip Fantasia is um I don't know, I this is one of those things where I've never actually looked up the lyrics. I've just known them forever uh-huh. from listening to it. So uh I think it's Buku Ducks, but I still rock Nike. <laughs> All right. All right. I don't know. It, it seems like the weirdest uh, uh, bunch of gibberish, but for some other reason, uh, I've never wanted to look it up. I just want to live with it being Buku Ducks, but I still rock Nike. That's fine. Why not? I mean, you know. You, yeah, you, it's you, like a, what, yeah. what is it? Everybody Wants Some by Van Halen, where he sure. says, I saw a Moo Moo Ladder looking for a Moopty. <laughs> Is that what the fuck? I, <laughs> I saw a moo moo ladder looking for a moop D. <laughs> it's like meow. Holy shit. That's, oh, wait. Speaking of uh, ski movies, I mean, isn't that's in uh, Better Off Dead? Oh, yeah. So, Better Off Dead. Mm-hmm. I was trying to bring it around to, you know, hey, I do an impression of Booger. Yeah, I was about to say, can you give us a little bit of like, uh, hey, this mountain is pure snow? Uh, let's see. Oh, God, it's been a while. This mountain is pure snow! You have any <laughs> idea what the street value of this mountain is? Um, it's mostly, it's kind of, I mean, let's be fair. It's my it's Wallace Shawn. It's been Sean. a while, but you <laughs> launched right into it. <laughs> it's, it, here's the thing. It is one of those that is on the cusp of a Wallace Shawn. I have a few that I can yeah. do because my voice is in there. I'm between a Wallace Shawn and a whatever is fuck, uh, Curtis, Curtis Armstrong. Armstrong. And uh, so, unfortunately, and, which is also why my uh, Mama Fratelli, when we did The Goonies, sounded so much <laughs> like uh, Krusty the Clown. <laughs> Some of my voices, people are like, is that Krusty the Clown again? I'm like, no, fuck you. I'm doing a different <laughs> voice. But to be fair, a lot of them just sound like Krusty the Clown. So, you know. You fell victim to one of the classic blunders. <laughs> the most classic, of course, is never get locked in a land war in Asia. <laughs> Never go up against a Sicilian when death when is on death the line. Is on the line. <laughs> yeah, sorry. Uh, I get so much applause you from that have line. No need to apologize. I love it. I, I that's the only line I can read out loud that gives me chills if nobody's in the room because I'm expecting applause happening because it happens every time. I'm very spoiled with that line, Nick. Um, let's so get off I, of my I, bullshit. I, Volcano was on a Volcano's ski movie, on, yes. which. Then led me to uh, listening, like, you know, downloading the song on Kazaa or whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then uh, just being like, fuck it, and going to, I don't know, Strawberries or one of those local franchises. Mm-hmm. And uh, just buying, I think, Presidents 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd known of Presidents 1 earlier. I think we talked about this. Uh, and being like, ooh, whoa. And hearing, you know, Gump and things sure. like that. Uh, but that was the album that I bought that I was then like, I fucking love this band. <laughs> this, I mean, of all of their, and I love all of their albums quite a bit. This one's, I don't know, and maybe it's because it hit me at the right time. It, to me, is their most perfect because it's just, it's, it's a tightly knit little thing. It's presented almost as a concept album because it's got an introduction where they're, hey, a show's about to happen, and it's an got an track, yeah, if you will. Exactly, thank you. And then there's and then there's an ending to it. It's like, hope you enjoyed the show. You know, it's very uh, Sergeant Pepper, uh, just with a, a lot less production value. Although it sounds beautiful, like it's still a great sounding album. Uh, there's no yeah. wall of sound, is what I'm saying. They don't go insane with it. It's uh, it, it definitely has like a kind of. It, I think tight is the best word for it. Where it's just like in out some great. 
uh, smattering of stream of consciousness songs, <laughs> plotted songs. You know, it's got like all of it, and you're just like in. You get a taste of everything, and then you're out. Mm-hmm. What's so funny though is just now knowing that he does that. Uh, that Chris does. Uh, children's music i'm just listening to him like, yeah that's he was just giving us really great children's music this whole time and that's fine with me i'm okay with it like some of it's yeah. extra deep don't get me wrong but for the most part there's some songs like yeah this is just something he wanted that just came out of his brain and somehow came out that good <laughs> like i mean who can write a song about it's a bug city is adorable like it's an adorable song I, yeah, the idea that they're all just like trucking on to Bug City and so you're just great. happening upon them. Yeah, and like there's some some lyrics in it that are inherently funny. Like, I, 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 we, you know, I don't mean to skip around. We can go to any of the songs, but it's just the first one that yeah. makes me think of it. But like there's a line that is literally every little bug that you see on the sidewalks on its way to Bug City. So that means you're now forced to imagine that every bug you see is going to Bug City. And that's a really adorable, funny line. I don't know. It's Which, just inherently funny. It, it is inherently funny. It's also uh, like <laughs> this idea that <laughs> there's a party that you're not invited to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's this tiny little party. <laughs> you're walking along and be like, eh, they got someplace to be. <laughs> <laughs> this like mythology of like Bug City and just being like, ah, there's a whole world out there. <laughs> I. It's to the point I where if you took all their studio albums, this would be... I would line up so quick to see the uh, jukebox musical of this. Like if it was, if you just took all of his weird. Oh my fucking, god, the Rock of Ages or like the yep. Mamma Mia of the Presidents. But just to the Presidents, yeah, I would just. Uh, it, it would be, it would be insane. It would be the first one that wouldn't be about some weird Jesus figure for no reason. It would be that's a great a, that, rock opera. That's a later episode of this podcast. Yeah. We're we're making the okay, musical. That's that's fucking fine with me. Uh, right. That's okay. fucking fine because I I did that years. Ago. Dan and I, when we found out they were going to do a musical of Green Day uh, of American Idiot, we're like, what do yeah. we think the story is? And for some reason, we stayed up all night coming up with what we thought the story was. <laughs> um, better than the one they came up with, but that's okay. Uh, I would assume. You know, that's fine. Um, but yeah, that sounds good. All right. Okay. R- right. There's an episode. There. There's going to be an episode coming up where we, we <laughs> do the jukebox musical of the presidency of the United States of America. <laughs> I love this so much. Oh my yeah. God. This is a great idea. Well, then we can run it by Chris and, uh, he can let us know. He did, uh, I did force him to promise to come back. So maybe we run that by him. <laughs> that will be the final episode where we just disappoint one of our heroes. <laughs> hey, so here's this fun story we have, uh, using all your dumb, weird, crazy songs. And then he went, like, what this the fuck is- were you thinking? <laughs> And this is going to be in 2075 when yep. we finally reach episode 12. Yeah, exactly. Of course. Um, do we want to just go through through it track by track? How do you, how do you want to do this? Yeah, let's go track by track. Okay. That's what we did the last time, and I feel like uh, we still managed to squeeze two hours. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with us? Oh, I know what's wrong with us. We we, we are tangent heavy, and that is how we yeah. function. That's right. Okay. I have attention deficit disorder. Oh, okay. And I might. I just, it's uh, it's undiagnosed. Uh, I don't know what this is. No, no, I I have I need attention disorder, and therefore I just can't stop talking. Uh, so they're <laughs> two very different things, but they work well together. Uh, but yeah, so that that oh by the way, that's another reason the like that it's got the intro and the outro thing. Um, that the cover I th- make always makes me think of, even though it's white, makes me think of them in front of a curtain. It always makes me think of like oh. this is kind of like it's just like they're in a little presentation box, and it's like here's this little story, here's this album, it's self-contained, 
And uh, I don't know. It's it's all lended to the idea of me thinking this is such a tight album. It's it also <clears throat> looking at it now. It looks like uh, something that would be in Twin Peaks <laughs> for sure, for sure. Based on just the weird characterization, the costumes and shit. Yeah, and that that has nothing to do with the fact that uh, there there might be some hairlessness on this cover, which mm-hmm. also uh, might be having links to the giant in Twin Peaks. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not that. No, it's not that. But it's nope. you know, it's there to think about. Mm. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Are you prepared to rock? What is your desire? Oh yes, yeah, sorry. What is your desire? Uh, <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Explosions and fire. <laughs> It's just so, uh, that's, it's pure joy. The lyrics are joyful. I don't know. It just gets you so in the mood to fucking listen to a rock album and also does not take itself an ounce seriously. This is, this this is their MO. Which is, there's also something like, uh, you know, the fact that Mach 5 is, uh, supposed to be there, uh, trying to be Kiss, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Like there's this idea of, rock bands that talk about rock and roll mm. like the most common topic of rock music is rock mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know mm-hmm. and th- th- this idea of like explosions and fire it's like this is what's going on baby mm-hmm. i would love to see them in a giant show i don't know if they've ever done a giant pyrotechnic style show but they would just be just as suited to that as seeing them in a bar uh which i don't know how they pull that off uh, but it's, you know, again, they're kind of weirdly humble, but also incredibly talented at the same time. Um, <laughs> the, uh, again, I still don't know how they get all the sounds out of the, those weird ass instruments. I, I don't understand <laughs> it. Um, but even this one rocks hard. It's only a minute and a half long. Um, do they all, do all the songs, I can't remember, or do they all sort of move into one another or are some of them just strictly separate tracks? Uh, the, yeah, it kind of goes between morphing one into the other uh, because ladies and gentlemen goes into the lunatic of love mm-hmm. but then there's some that like just end and then you have the next song mm-hmm. okay all right i, I wasn't sure this if, album's like, only 40 minutes it's long so sh- god damn it's tight i know it's so quick uh man especially compared to the last one which i love it mm-hmm. but feels like it goes on forever for sure oh yeah no because there are some weird meandering there's some songs that just make you feel like you're in a swamp and i and that's and they're designed to and it's and that's why uh i like again i love it but there are times when i can't listen to it this one i can literally if i need to be pumped up this is an album i will put on uh i <laughs> don't get exhausted by this album any band can exhaust me but i think this album is pretty universally happy making for me yeah 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 it's tight it's uh uh yeah ladies and gentlemen leads you into it you have this kind of idea it ha- it gives you the sound for sure mm-hmm. you have the like weird distorted guitar punk sound mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh you know with uh like a bizarre like soloy elements to it like th- there's a difference between uh like the pop punk of like you know, you just straight up like, but then also when anytime you get that, like, you know, you know, like any sort of like single notey guitar playing stuff like that, they, 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 they kind of like skirt this, uh, yeah, punk vibe. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's almost like atavistic at, at the point of 1996. Mm-hmm. 
to the 70s and 80s, you know, the clash and shit like that. It's it's goddamn it's great. It is very good. We we've gotten to the point where Nick is using words like atavistic, and I'm I'm just gonna have to sit back for a second, you know, <laughs> and and gonna start talking about bands that I barely know. I do. I did really good on my SATs. Oh yeah, no, I, I don't doubt. I don't doubt it. Um, I I uh, yeah, I, I barely know the Clash, and I know that I'm supposed to know them, but I know I, I know the sound we're talking about. I understand what you're saying. Sure. Sure. Uh, whenever it gets released, tune into uh, the new podcast I'm producing uh-huh. called um, "What Is It Called?" It's called uh, "Less Rock, More Talk" with Connor McGrath. Uh-huh. Uh, it's a buddy of mine who's he's he's very knowledgeable. Some would say insanely knowledgeable about pop music, mm-hmm. and uh, we run through uh, the Billboard charts of every month. Oh my god! And uh, he uh, he has a lot of knowledge, so uh, keep an eye out for that on uh, Apple Podcasts. Oh yeah, I will. But also, uh, he can never come on this show because I'll look like I will just not be speaking, and I'll be the biggest dumbass on on the show. Which is, I mean, that's how it already is. But you know, we also he is on the autism spectrum, so it's difficult to talk in general because he will launch into a, <laughs> a tribe. Oh, okay, and it is the most fascinating thing, but no one will be able to get a word in that. <laughs> <laughs> we're 36 minutes into this podcast and we're almost at track two so um we're nailing it mm-hmm. <laughs> uh yeah well uh, so you know what i feel like we should do this sort of uh where i should just be like hey nick who do you think they're trying to mimic in each song because not to say that that's happening every time but is if there's a sound you're gonna have more points of reference than i will because every once in a while i'm like oh i know that reference but it's it's very rare <laughs> I can just be like, that's a fun song. Uh, because Lunatic to Love, right off of the very soft-sounding Ladies and Gentlemen, uh, is very it, hard, for lack of a better word. It's very... It's punk! Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. I would definitely say... Uh, well, the thing is, they set themselves up for punk mm-hmm. very easily because because of the whole, you know, bass guitar, uh, get bass uh, uh, setup. Mm-hmm. They have these open tunings, so it's just fifths, which is uh, a power chord. Oh, God, why am I getting into this? But mm, uh, this know. is shit. That... So <laughs> a power chord is basically just a, uh, it's it's uh, your standard chord structure minus your third, which means that it can be, it, it doesn't matter whether it's major or minor. So you can just play it oh. and you're good to go. I see. Uh, uh, as opposed to, you know, uh, chord changes where you would be taking uh, account of that. Mm-hmm. So playing it in, in this open tuning is very easy and gives you that kind of like... It lends itself to that kind of playing very easily. That makes sense. Uh, and I would say this one definitely gets into that punk kind of vibe, but then you get to, you know, like, uh, want to get you home? In my room, between my sheets, and I got a chance to tell you, like he—he he almost is getting like a, uh, you know how in like Velvet Underground, uh, like Lou Reed seems to like forget how long a verse is, and he uh-huh. has to like catch up with himself. He's <laughs> 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 like, "Oops," <laughs> and like has to like speed up. Uh-huh. There's a little bit of that vibe, which I love. I love it when it feels somehow conversational mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the singing where it's just like it's like oh yeah no this is coming up off the top of my head it's you know it's the illusion of stand-up comedy yeah 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 
Yeah, that's this true. has that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because there's one point where it almost sounds like rap because he's just pouring through this one line so fast. Um, right. And the song is about for you know, to simplify is about him basically being in love with a crazy person or a person who is believed to be crazy. Um, right. Uh, yeah, I mean, we've all been there. Sure. I, you looked like hell, but I said you looked okay. <laughs> Come on, that's a great line. It really is. That's akin to like, uh, what's the, the Bruce Springsteen line? Uh, uh, you ain't a beauty, but hey, you're all right. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Bruce Springsteen. <laughs> you looked like hell, but I said you looked okay. <laughs> Good stuff. Um, oh, shit. I lost my place. There we go. My brain no work. Don't worry about it. It's appropriate for this song. Um, yeah, I'm fine with you. Um, uh, well, and sorry, <laughs> we just turned into a morning zoo radio. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Arguably, this brain fart I've had, I've been having, is worse than anything on morning radio. Uh, I'll, I'll give myself that. Um, uh, and then the next song is a song that made you discover this album, Nick. Oh, are we moving on to Volcano? Uh, we don't have to. I just don't know what else I have to say. Uh, open tuning. <laughs> open tuning. I mean, it, it is a sad song, sure. ultimately. Sure. Which I, I feel like they do very well. You know, it's got, it's kind of this, uh, this beautiful uh, middle ground of, you know, uh, uh, creating an actual emotional stake mm-hmm. within a song that is fun uppity you know simplistic and and you know uh uh crazy yeah right i mean it, it, and it's got this it's, isn't there a spot oh what's the fucking line isn't there a part of uh, uh about part of her brain being rotten uh oh, oh no that's what it is your clothes are crappy and your brain is badly battered and it's just like yeah. jesus christ like that's a rough line but it's also said so fast moved right past because it's it's just right. about like no but this it's love and, and like he literally says love about 30 times in a row at one point yeah exactly uh, uh yeah it, it's sad uh, uh beautiful and um you know god knows we've all been there sure uh track three yes <laughs> volcano mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. this is one of those where uh and at some point we build up to yeah so th- i mean there's a couple here that feel like they're supposed to be on theme none of none of the ones that are on theme are necessarily next to one another uh, but because Tiki God comes like five tracks later or whatever, um, like it paint, paints a weird picture of something that's happening, but like you don't get back to this weird sort of, uh, uh, again to this, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Whatever. Uh, we're talking about a volcano and then later on we're talking about Hawaii and the Brady Punch and all kinds of e- Yeah. You're shit. almost seeing like an interlaced, uh, universe mm-hmm. that do- uh, you're not th- quite sure what holds them together, but something is right. We've talked about this before, mm-hmm. right? Because uh, Chiggy shows up mm-hmm. uh, frequently. Um, as w- the, there's a few different things that like keep coming back. Mm-hmm. These images keep coming back, and it almost seems like this like like uh, holistic uh, president's universe mm-hmm. exists somewhere out there, but it's very difficult to uh, 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 totally find a the cohesive thread. Right. And it's also weirdly got these things that tie it together that aren't even characters. It's his, 
uh, overuse of the word creamy in some songs. It is their <laughs> overuse of the word supernova. Where like if it was a bad band, these would be ter- stop referencing yourself. Here I'm like no, it just somehow it works. I don't know. I I can't put my finger on why it works. Uh, and why I like it, because the word creamy would gross me out if it was in any other music, but uh, they like to use that word a lot. Um, Great. I mean, it's in this song. I mean, um, but... Vo- <laughs> uh, was it docile and creamy? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or the core is creamy, yeah. docile and dreamy. So, yeah. Docile and dreamy, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, uh, happy campers are pooping their pampers. That's so dumb. Like I <laughs> when the mountain this. becomes a fountain. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it's it, it's delightful. Yeah, it absolutely is. And I'm embarrassed to. I'm almost embarrassed to like it, except it's very good. Um, it's crazy. Like they they seem to really threat. Like if a European. <laughs> Was like, what is the ultimate American band? <laughs> I'd be like, well, to kind of to a certain extent, the presence of the United States of America, mm-hmm. because they thread the line of Americana like between uh, 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 John Cougar Mellencamp mm-hmm. and Bob Dylan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like if you look at Bob Dylan on one side, and granted, there's a lot of different Bob Dylans, but like. The Bob Dylan that's the most famous is uh, the one played by Kate Blanchett. You, uh, yes, uh, uh, smoking a cigarette when the the, the guy says, uh, <laughs> "Would you think of yourself more as a uh, uh, singer songwriter or uh, more as a poet?" Uh, well, I think of myself more as a song and dance man. <laughs> Is that really a line from that movie? And it probably is a real line he said in real life. Real line from life. Uh, uh, My personal favorite is when the guy says, uh, how many many singer-songwriters toil in the uh, fields of uh, protest singer-songwriter? And Bob Dylan just goes, how many? And the guy says, yeah, approximately how many? And he just goes, 36. (laughs) All right, I'll give him credit. And the for guy that. says, "He says, is that approximately thirty-six? <laughs> and Bob Dylan goes, "It's thirty-six or forty-two. I can't quite remember." <laughs> Holy shit! All right, I'll, I'll give him some credit. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. The, the, that era of interview is hilarious. That's really funny. I've never seen but that like movie, the, um, nor read anything he's ever said. Uh, but that's pretty funny. sure. Uh, I would say give uh, No Direction Home the um, the uh, Scorsese documentary. Mm-hmm. I would say give that a view. I think it's a I think it's a really good view of an artist at his peak, mm-hmm. uh, right before the fall. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think it's great. All right. I think he is at his pure uh, best. Uh, you see him making associations and seeing how the creative process works, and I think it's I think it's uh, a lot of fun. All right, I'll ha- I'll have to try. I don't like his music. <laughs> I might oh, no, be the I only get person that. who doesn't who who doesn't like his. No, music, his voice is terrible. Is terrible. Um, but also, uh, him at his most uh, uh, adventurous and esoteric, mm-hmm. I feel like, is presidents. You know, you think of this song, like Volcano, where it's just this stream of consciousness just 
uh, soundscape mm-hmm. of you know just making stuff up around a volcano and just having like supersonic play tectonics stereophonics you mm-hmm. know it's it's fun yeah because we, we I guess we should point out that it's a it is supposedly about a volcano but also it's about a speaker like a stereo system it's it's not yes. one thing it's not two things either it's they, they coexist there's probably a, a word for that in fiction but i could uh you know a literary term for that but i don't know what it would be um says the writer yep yep i don't fucking care i don't need another goddamn terms as long as the fucking words come out of my pen i don't write with a pen who writes with a pen no one writes with a pen. God, I would love if you wrote longhand. <laughs> <laughs> There's just legal journals all around you oh, right now. The most pretentious dick on the planet. Composition notebooks <laughs> like you're fucking Eddie Vedder. <laughs> oh man, at some point, yeah. If we if we do this potential uh, Pearl Jam podcast, are you going to do it? Will you come on the show once at least? Because I don't know if you're yeah. okay. Because I don't like Pearl Jam, and it's people trying to convince me to like it um that would be exactly why i don't like it. <laughs> oh man you know what's really funny is clearly i remember picking on the boy such a little fuck <laughs> did i tell great. you i wrote it's a, a i wrote a par a parody of uh uh jeremy or whatever the fuck the name of that song is yeah yeah okay. jeremy spoken yeah I, I wrote a parody of it uh, great. Mm-hmm. it's great. It's wonderful. Uh, let's, oh, but bec- the island is shifting. Plates are lifting. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so fast and, and fun. And even though it's about destruction and it's about, it's about destruction, but it's also about like, I think letting your brain go and be destroyed by music, which is also kind of great. Here's the thing. It, like there are disasters of volcanoes erupting. I mean, Mount St. Helens, sure. uh, I don't know if you've heard of a little one called Pompeii. Ah, yes. Uh, And in general, like, not to make too big a deal out of it, but, like, these things are akin to 9-11. Like, nature pulling a Mm 9-11, right? And the fact that it's done with, like, (laughs) Nature pulling a 9-11. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's also a t-shirt. Yeah. Oh, Uh, oh, sure it is. Sure. Sure. The the, the fact that it's done... Pompeii was an inside job. Mother Nature had it in for Pompeii the whole time. Uh, the, the the fact that it's done in this like this way that that really reaches to the lizard brain mm-hmm. of art. You know what I'm sure. saying? Just like stream of consciousness, just like running with sound. But it is talking about something serious. I mean, you know, similar to Lunatic, uh, Lunatic to Love, where like it is this sad ultimately sad situation but like it is this fun punk song Mm -hmm. like volcano is this like crazy esoteric uh uh just like bizarre uh uh uh, a string of sounds Mm -hmm. of of phonetic sounds Mm -hmm. but yet it does create this whole cohesive picture which is both extremely fun Mm -hmm. and extremely sad yeah yeah, it's not unlike, I mean, the sound of anything they do or the sound of, I don't know, like the Ramones. Like, if you want to talk about basic punk, like, we put the same yeah. sound on everything, which is kind of the universal goal of comedy to, w- instead of a sound, it's I want to make everything funny. 
Uh, it's, I want to make everything approachable and fun and like it's it could be very sad if you listen to it closer. But otherwise, if you want to sit and just listen to it and enjoy life, it's also there for that. Um, mm. So I don't know. It's it's I that's one of the like I didn't get punk growing up, and so it took a long time for me to realize. Oh, that's what it's there for. It's just <laughs> there to just enjoy. It's just it. it I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, it took a long time. Is for that me to why get this it. has been here the whole time? Yeah, what? that's that's weird. Oh, that's fun. Oh, that did you guys know this about punk? Oh, that's cute. Oh, I like them. These Ramones, they're fun. They're fun. You're 33 at the time, <laughs> basically. <laughs> Not far off. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I've told my I I my I yeah. Uh, I my music development is weird and uh, stunted stunted but also it's it's a fucking Mobius strip because there are times when I feel like oh no I get some stuff that maybe people around me don't get but there's stuff that I'm way behind like uh, other people on like I didn't get Nirvana until the early 2000s and then I stopped getting them uh, you know I was like okay I got it I, I, right. I see what I missed and then I'm like okay I, I wouldn't have listened to them for long anyway but I kind I now get why people enjoyed them so that you know, right? Fine. Nirvana. Yeah. Nirvana. Nirvana. <laughs> Match five. Match five. Yes. So, and this, I, I feel like, did I? I'm trying to remember. Yeah. So I don't know that I put two and two together in terms of uh, this song being. My brain is always, oh, it's a tiny car, and there's, you know, probably a bug driving it, I think is always what I assume. Oh, you thought of Dune Buggy. Yeah, I was thinking of that as well, but, like, I think I was putting two, those two together on accident, but not realizing that he's talking about an actual toy car, like, quite mm -hmm. literally, and that bring the hammer down, it depends on how your brain then hears it, because from there on, you might think of it as a real car or as a toy car getting actually crushed by a hammer or putting the hammer down in terms of speeding. Like it's a very creative little turn of phrase. And I, I, I think it's good. Yeah, I would agree entirely. Uh, I uh, just looked it up on Wikipedia Yes, and let me just read the Wikipedia entry for this song. Yeah. Okay. The song's lyrics describe the experience of a child playing violently with firecrackers mm. and matchbox cars mm -hmm, mm -hmm. while pretending to be the hero of the cartoon Speed Racer. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. I mean, that is... Yeah, I mean, that's technically what's happening, I guess, yeah. Um, really? I mean, the Mach 5's his car, although... I... Yeah, I, I just... I just saw that as I mean Mach Five was a speed. Mm-hmm. Right. Right, right, right. But it's also speed. I never car. I never saw it as a oh well right. Yeah. But I didn't know I didn't picture it as that car, weirdly. I just figured, oh, mm -hmm. he's using the term he's I don't know. I don't know what I thought, but I never pictured Speed Racer's car, even though I was fully aware the name of his car was the Mach Five. Oh. You were aware? A speed racer? Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, um, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's it. That's all you have to do. People know what you're doing. Uh, unfortunately, we, we went a little too Christopher Lloyd. On. <laughs> <laughs> we have to go back. <laughs> Spritel. Um, <laughs> wow. Look at that. That's a cartoon I can actually reference. Look at me go. <laughs> Sorry. It's not Pokemon kids. I apologize. Uh, cause I call it Pokemon. Um, 
Pokemans. Pokemans. Uh, yeah, Mach 5 is them trying to be, uh, uh, they've stated them trying to be Kiss. Oh, right. right? Yep, yep. We, we, we did. did he talk about that on the show, or was that something that you discovered elsewhere? I can't recall. I think both. Okay. I think I, I, I think I read it previously, and I mentioned it. Mm, and, yes, uh, okay, that makes sense. He was like, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it it's not like a full, it's not a, it, it is them doing cock rock, which mm-hmm. I think is very funny. Mm-hmm. Because they, they're not a cock rock band at all. Right. Like, if I was to think of the ultimate current cock rock band, it's The Darkness. Sure. Hands down. The Darkness, I, I, I now that I have uh, Apple Music, I, I went back and I was like, what has The Darkness been up to? Uh-huh. <laughs> like after Are they still that making one albums album. after that? Yes. Okay, all right. I wasn't oh, sure. Yes. All right. And they, I would say that they are the pinnacle of cock rock. It is, it's Redunkaconk, mm-hmm. how great it oh, is. Yeah. No, it's fantastic. <laughs> I've never not liked anything they've done. And their music videos are great too, but their music is fantastic. Yeah. So Mach 5 is is the president's, mm-hmm. not a cock rock band, sure. uh, doing cock rock, uh, you know, Kiss style. Uh, and it's, there's so many fun moments, like when when it goes to the like acoustic guitar, just going, like it's these fun moments throughout the whole thing, of this like I will survive in my Mach Five, you know, like it's it's great. Don't they feel like of all the bands, because in the seventies and the eighties, you know this. You host a podcast about Scooby Doo. There were plenty of bands sure. who either were on Scooby Doo or probably had Kiss had their own cartoon. I feel like Presidents are more should have had their own cartoon more than any band ever. They are a fucking cartoon. Like I think that would have been amazing. Oh, um, shit, it's interesting. Uh, the Aquabats Super Show. Oh, that's also very good. Never mind. That's that's another is, that's perfect for that. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Uh, I think the the fun thing about the Aquabats Super Show is that the Aquabats are so accessible mm-hmm. and so like uh, uh, weird for weird's sake mm-hmm. that you don't have to do a lot. Mm-hmm. I feel like the the president's show would be like like more Alice in Wonderlandy. Mm-hmm. Y- you know what I'm saying? Like it would be more surreal and like kind of like everything is left of center well when you i mean when you consider that all of their songs are wavering between usually two universes at the same time where this is like i yes. said this is either somebody actually driving a car down the down a freeway and these, these things are metaphors for what's happening or quite literally somebody smashing a car i don't know like that's kind of great there's there there's always a couple lines they're straddling, which is the same lines most cartoons straddle, which is like this is for kids, but it's also for adults. Wink, wink. You know, so it's, it's <laughs> yeah, Adventure Time. Yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, uh, we, we, uh, right, uh, take it for a drive on a sunny Sunday. He he smashes the car, mm-hmm. right? Do you do you take that as like like that's a that's a conscious decision, right? In what way? What's your question? I'm confused. Like he's crashing the car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. But 
you is there is there like a like a pullback in your brain where you're like well he's not actually smashing the car like that's a metaphor or something yeah i mean because it does keep going so i guess my brain must have moved past it the first time i heard it <laughs> and to be fair i i'm sure then any song i ever listened to i gave the lyrics about two percent of the uh necessary attention it was always just the sound of it there's no doubt like so many songs i bought for the emotion of how they they sounded i did not like that's why i'm the aforementioned martin pages in the house of stone and light was very ethereal sounding and i really liked it i bought a few like (laughs) kind of club kind of dance and i'm not a dancey person i don't go to clubs but i bought a couple like uh the real mccoy's another night that's that's what i bought uh that i bought simply because why i don't care about those lyrics i talk talk i talk to you in the night in it's not nothing's happening in that song so yeah most of the music i listened to i didn't really listen to the lyrics for a long time because i was dumb (laughs) there you go that's all i mean you're not not anymore, necessarily. <laughs> I don't know. We, we've we all been dumb. Sure. Sure. Creamy's in this song, too, by the way. Is, uh, cre- Hell, I blew the top right off my car. <laughs> uh, is it? Mm-hmm. It's, it's blue on the outside and all creamy on the interior. And all creamy on the interior? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> Again, those little like those moments might not mean anything, but they are things that make me want to keep listening, or like I'll be listening for it uh, in the song. I don't know. Uh, it, it's it's very sing-alongy too, which is again why our jukebox musical that we're currently developing is going to be the biggest hit of all time. It, yeah, it's gonna it's gonna rock the shit out of Madison, Wisconsin. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> the best place for a president of the United States. <laughs> and theater. I mean, if if there's one theater town, it's Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, yeah, let me tell you something. There are uh, uh, three great theaters there. Mm-hmm. Hit me. I don't know any of their names, <laughs> but I know I saw them. Sure. Okay, good. Good. Uh, Twig. Twig. Track five. God, you know, we had a plan to record two episodes today. You know that's not happening, right? You know that's no. not happening. <laughs> We're in an hour. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. So this this is one of those this is one of those president songs that kind of brings me down uh, a little bit because it's got that weird kind of like upsetting swampy sound to it. Uh, weirdly, every time I feel like they mention a frog in a song, I feel a little awkward. I don't know why. Could be something. Don't know what that is, but this is another one where a frog's in it. What is with this band where we can talk about, yeah, they referenced a frog again. That's not a thing you can talk about with Queen. You know, uh, it's like, uh, I love it. I don't know. Yeah. Bad company isn't, isn't talking about, uh... Yeah, it, it seems to cement itself. It, I mean, it's it's almost like Scooby Doo mm-hmm. uh, to a certain extent, where like it cements itself in this like weird bayouy adjacent culture without specifically mentioning mm-hmm. you know New Orleans or anything like that. Uh, there's a uh, there's a novel that was written by. Nick Cave uh-huh. of Nick Cave and the Bad sure. Seeds, and uh, uh, it's called. That was not sarcastic. Ass- I actually know who he is. I, it's <laughs> rare. I actually know who Nick Cave is. Great, just Great. just full disclosure. 
Uh, people just ain't no good. Um, <laughs> of course, the best story ever is uh, uh, Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. His favorite band, his favorite album of all time is Murder Ballads by Nick Cave. Mm-hmm. And he's said this for years. And so then uh, Nick Cave does this interview and he says, um, ultimately, uh, it, it on the radio, every now and then, this unimaginable racket comes on. And every time I ask, what is this? <laughs> every time the answer is the Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> and so somebody brought that up in an interview oh, with no. Flea. Oh. And Flea was like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a good sense of humor. Right? Oh, that's uh, really fucking funny. Instead of being like having his heart broken, he's like, nah, it's fine. I'm, I know what I'm doing. That's fine. I totally get it. <laughs> uh, I would be the same way because I hate the Red Hot Chili Peppers beyond, it, they may be one of my least favorite bands of all time. And then there's one or, t- one or two times where I'm like, that's a great song. But other than that, I can't, I can't listen to them. Yeah, I yeah, I grew up with that shit, so mm-hmm. I'm I'm 100. I'm You're I'm a real SoCal in. boy. Uh, yeah, yeah, growing up in New England, uh-huh. all over New England and Texas and North Carolina. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I get it. <laughs> well, I want to want to give it to your mama. Yeah, <laughs> I relate to that. <laughs> Uh, you gotta I, I, gotta give it to your papa and then drink a, a dial of water or whatever the fuck the line is. Sure, yeah, I get that. I like Flea being in Back to the Future too. Does that count for anything? Mm-hmm. I like Flea's acting career. I don't care about anything else he's done. Isn't it yeah. he? Is he the one who's like outside of base? He's also like got some other weird. Uh, he was just like some kind of child genius who could play some other instrument. If I'm not mistaken. Well, so he played trumpet. Yeah, and okay. then. Uh, it, for a fun digression, uh, he went back to school for music. Mm-hmm. Ronnie Dangerfield post, style. Yeah, post Red Hot Chili Peppers uh, being Red Hot Chili Peppers. Mm-hmm. And endearingly enough, like, showed up early for class. Uh-huh. Would always, like, be there, like, taking notes. And then, like, after class... Like walk up to the professor and be like asking for clarifications and like t- holy shit, I mean, taking notes and see, like being like uh, just really quickly uh, uh, when you said this, uh, do, uh, I just want to understand this a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas if you can imagine, let's say David Lee Roth doing the same thing, <laughs> he'd be walking up and be like, uh, so. Why didn't you mention me this time? See a moomy, moomy ladder looking for a (laughs) moopty. Wow! And then he walks out of the room like he just. (laughs) I wish I could do it as well as John DiMaggio does. Have you ever heard John DiMaggio do David Lee Roth? It's the best thing in the world. It's so good. It's insane that like. I've never heard a David Lee Roth impression. Right, that's he what I'm saying. He's really the only person who can do it. Yep, yep, 100%. And I never even considered it a thing mm-hmm. until I heard him do it. I know, it's weird. Uh, John DiMaggio, of course, uh, producer of uh, I Know That Voice. Yes. Uh, great documentary. Mm-hmm. Voice of Bender, friend of my other show. Left yeah, his the, iPad at my place. The only thing... <laughs> well, then lose some weight. <laughs> Only Bender line I can ever do. Um, Where were we? 
We were on Twig. We were on Twig. Twig in the wind. Multi nippled rotating DJ sap. This feels <laughs> like this is like this is if you want to talk about stream of consciousness or this is just like he kept writing and writing and writing. This is just like shoulder high and crap and my water wings are flat. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not wrong, right? That's the Beastie Boys moment. That's, that's Beastie Boys style. That's the one point where I'm like, hey, I know that sound. I pegged a thing. Look at me go. Yeah, yeah that's, that's, that's the only great. Part. Oh, it's fantastic. Uh, and it took me years to figure that out, too, because, again, no exposure to music at all. Um, sure. Sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to uh, see other, also, other characters like, in this one. I don't know. But also, like, we're, we're going kind of, you know, like, Volcano, volcano is stream of consciousness. Mm-hmm. Mach 5 is, like, so much stream of consciousness, but, like, fairly, like, grounded mm-hmm. within a plot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then... Twig is total crazy. Mm-hmm. Paint a monkey gold and let it loose downtown. Mm-hmm. Start him up with a smile and he comes back with a frown. <laughs> like, it, that, like, that's just fun. Yeah. That's just pure having fun. Since the chorus is I'm just a twig in the wind, a twig in the wind, I'm thick and thin and I'm, I'm all right. I'm, I'm assuming this song is about the pointless joy of life. That's what I'm going to take from it. Because that's yeah. what it feels like. It's just like yeah. weird shit happens, um, and I'm just there while it happens. And uh, but again, all of this music is the joyful version of that. You could be very, you could make a very depressed album with these same themes, and people do. I'm sure Nick Cave does it all the time. Um, it doesn't strike me as a happy musician or a happy music maker. I could be wrong. Um, I still haven't seen Thousand Days or whatever that documentary is. Oh, there's a documentary about Nick Cave. Oh boy, well. I don't oh. even know if it's a documentary or just a movie. Oh, okay. Okay. It might be Jim Jarmusch. Well, that of course seems it is. Right. That sounds... Yeah. I think they're the same person. I could be wrong. Um, <laughs> there are people I've, who I just I've picture... Never, I will say, I've never seen Jim Jarmusch and Nick Cave in the same room. Same here. There are people I just picture as always in a black and white photo, like where they've <laughs> never been... There's no the color doesn't emit from them, and those are two people who I definitely put in that category. Is Nick Cave the one who's getting the blowjob from Lydia Lunch in that video, or is it? <laughs> no idea what you're talking about at all. Oh, uh, uh, check out the uh, documentary "Kill Your Idols." Uh-huh. Great documentary. Okay. It's all about the uh, no wave scene in New York, and then it jumps to uh the like scene of new york in the early 2000s mm-hmm. uh you know like uh, uh i mean of course the yeah yeah yeah's and sure. uh, bands like that um and then it bridges that gap with sonic youth <laughs> oh interesting <laughs> they're okay. like and then in the 90s Sonic Youth is what happened, and that's it. <laughs> and this, uh, but w- when they're talking about the no wave scene, it's like you know, um, uh, teenage Jesus and the Freaks, and uh, all these like bizarre Swan, uh, uh, Suicide, all these weird no wave bands. And at one point, there's just a shot, and I think it's Nick Cave and Lydia Lunch, just like bursting out of the back of this club into an alleyway. 
Oh my god. And just Lydia Lynch just like whips his dick out and starts blowing him and you're like Alright. Seems like a seems like a weird seems like a weird time. Uh-huh. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> my god. I've you know, there's there's a world of art that I will never be a part of. And that's it. That's the one. That's definitely Yeah. Podcasters don't that's not something that happens in podcast land. Maybe there's, you know what, I could be wrong. There could be this whole debaucherous, like, subset of podcasters who are, who are the po- like the rock and rollers of podcasters who I just yeah, am not aware Joe of. Yeah, Joe Rogan is just, like, fucking getting weird in those uh, isolation tanks. Yeah, yeah, he might be the biggest. Him and <laughs> Adam Carolla. Pete Holmes. So, yeah, him and Pete Holmes. And Mark Marin, <laughs> all the top of podcastery. <laughs> So are we suggesting the three of them go into a, an isolation chamber and just bang it out? Is that, that what's happening? These are my guys. Sounds, These are my guys. Also, this sounds like the weirdest, like, <laughs> uh, you know, like a, a rabbi, a priest, and a black guy walking into a bar. <laughs> Pete Holmes, Joe Rogan, and Mark Maron walk into an isolation tank. <laughs> oh, shit. And Pete Holmes says, <laughs> Yep. Oh, boy. That's... uh boy we just alienated that's fine it's okay hopefully everybody hopefully. uh but the, the the thing about that that's interesting mm-hmm. is so like you think of this like the idea of no wave and uh uh you know 80s 70s and 80s new york you know uh trying to rebel and 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 fuck the system and you know this like it was a personal thing of like i will I mean, I, I will I will throw myself into any situation and just uh, uh, with this idea of lust for life and all this shit, uh, and that's going to create this art. To a certain extent, the president's... I'm going to use a word that's going to seem like it's pejorative, but it's not. Mm-hmm. It's almost a neutered version of that. Uh-huh. Like, like, I don't understand why they seem so countercultural mm-hmm. and yet accessible. I mean, similar to a Weird Al. Sure. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. I think the uh, big part of it, and I'm getting some of this from our interview with Chris, is mm-hmm. that, and everybody has their weaknesses and everybody has their low moments, but I think um, generally because they are not dicks, um, and they know how to explore their art without ruining other people or themselves. Uh, yeah. and I think that that is for some reason an exception. Um, you know, I think people who need those vices that exist also treat their art like a vice. And I don't necessarily think he or weird Al do that. I think it is a genuine outlet and, and, and they're, they're exercising the exact same demons and in, in in their own in their own way but you obviously don't see them living their lives in this way that has to somehow reflect their art because that's not that's they're they're doing their art you know it's also yeah the 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 characters that they create are flawed yep oh yeah but you never mistake them for 
them. 100%. You know what I'm saying? 100%. Like, it, it, they seem three-dimensional mm-hmm. without having to be like, ooh, uh, that's definitely an allegory for Chris Ballou. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, right. they create these three-dimensional flawed characters. Whereas, like, you know, people will... I'm sure a thousand people have written essays about what does Nirvana's rape me really mean? Like it's about him relating to the press and this It's like, okay, great. Oh yeah. I don't need to know those things though to, do I need to know those? That's like when people are like, this is perfect casting for a movie. This wouldn't have worked if you hadn't cast this, this big actor in it. It's like, well, if it wouldn't have worked, then was it really good art to begin with? Like, I don't need to (laughs) know what's behind this fucking thing to care about it. I don't know. Like nobody knew anything about the Beatles when they loved their first shit. And then you can dig into their biographies and what was going on all you want. And that's great. If that's your thing, cool. Like, enjoy your boner. But I just don't... Yeah, can you love Space Odyssey 2001 without having to be, like, a Stanley Kubrick fan? Can you love... um, I can't remember the name of it. The joke's going to flop. Never mind. God damn it. Room 237? Uh, No, it was going to be about the Leslie Nielsen movie i think it was just called a space oddity <laughs> and it was like the last parody movie he ever did and i but i wasn't sure that was the title of it so there we go i explained a joke that i didn't even make that i knew was gonna fail I didn't even know that one yeah nobody does and <laughs> the last one i saw was spy hard <laughs> yeah well that's you you might have gone too far but at least you know it's not as bad well. as that, that other one. well uh yeah so i don't know my, my argument yeah it's it's a good that's a good question nick do we need to know who they are in order to appreciate blah 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 whatever you said well but also like there there is an element of like do we need to does it help mm-hmm. does it like there's there's a there's a continuum mm-hmm. and you can fall anywhere on the continuum as an artist sure uh, you know, like uh, uh, Taylor Swift, uh, uh, the uh, the big thing that just showed up on Netflix, just showed up. <laughs> when when this is released, mm-hmm. it will have just showed up. Uh-huh. Uh, it definitely was right now, uh, <laughs> not six months ago. Right, right. Um, what thing? But she, uh, so she had this big concert. Oh yeah, okay. Video, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and. You know, uh, to a certain extent, from what I understand, Uh because I watched some of it Mm -hmm. and uh, my girlfriend had to explain half of it. Sure. Um, It is, you know, catchy songs and shit, but you get more out of it if you know, you know, all these personal dealings and, you know, uh, real housewife style drama that she went through. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, so therefore uh, that informs these songs mm-hmm. that she's written. And I'm like, oh, I don't know anything about that. Yeah. Um, that th- that doesn't happen. Right. Is that what we're talking about? Mm-hmm. That doesn't happen in presence of songs. Right. Because it is these self-contained worlds. Yeah. Yeah, and if it is about them, I don't care. I mean, that's cool. And I assume right. I can tell it's from personal experience. Like, there's, there's, uh, fuck, what album's it on? Uh, I think it's on, it's on Love Everybody. <laughs> it is. Poke and Destroy is like one of the most, like, it's most, it's like this very admittedly, it's like, yeah, I'm a human being who has some very angry, stupid, shitty male tendencies. Uh, but it's, it, but I don't assume, 
I don't assume that he's saying this is a good thing because it's clearly not. There's a lot of satire in it. And I know that it's just coming from like a place that probably a lot of us have. But I don't like I don't mm. need to know if he had some specific thing that led up to it. He's making a generalization about human the human condition. I'm good with that. That's good yes. enough for me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You get it. Yeah, I, I, I'm with you. Mm-hmm. Stop trying to convince me. I'm, I'm with you. I'm sorry. Bug City? <laughs> They're all going there for they the are. night. Mentioned it previously. It's pretty simple. <laughs> I don't think there's anything else it's going great. on in this song. And that's why the, I like it. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, you know, like we said, it's one of those children's songs. Um, the idea that, like, every single bug on the street <laughs> is on his way to Bug City for the night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, this is one of those like great, just plotted uh, uh, present songs where it's just like, great. I love the world you created. Mm-hmm. I love seeing it. I love imagining it in my mind. Like everybody's just hanging out. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, a bug shows him a brochure. I mean, come on. That's adorable. <laughs> like it's the cutest thing in the world. And it's put to it's just a great rock song. Yes, absolutely. And it also gets kind of like towards the end as it's building is very, for lack of a better word, epic. Like it just gets, it's a very big sound towards the end. Um, I don't know if there are horns or something, but there's some very, it gets very big towards the end. It's just very cacophonous and celebratory because it's a party. They're all going to Bug City to party. Yes. Yeah. And the fact that like, I don't know, I've always had this thing of like trying to, like break down like what makes a good song good Mm -hmm. and i i for a long time i had this thing of like simplistic songs and trying to figure out like what like what worked and like come on baby let's do the twist Mm -hmm. come on baby let's do the twist like that's still a good song yep it's simplistic as fuck. Mm-hmm. Who gives a shit? Right. Like, you know, it's, it's such an interesting thing. And like, so this song is not complicated, Mm-mm. but it's so put together in such a fun way. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I don't know how he's like, here's a song about bugs and it doesn't sound small. It's There's no diminutive... It does. It's not a cute sounding song. It doesn't sound like a kid's song. It sounds like this booming, eventually very loud rock song that is completely mm-hmm. antithetical to what it is about. And I don't know. That's that, to me. It's like, oh, I no. I'm going to commit to each of these songs. They're going to get the amount of work they deserve, and they all deserve this equal amount of because they all need to be very good rock songs. At the bare minimum, this has to be a great rock song. And I. I don't know. That that kind of commitment to a song about bugs is also in and of itself like humorous and lovely. And like uh getting into the idea of like uh, like w- like what would we see a bug as? Mm-hmm. Like what is our voice? Mhm. You know, it's it's fascinating that they like move around to all these topics but yet have a consistent voice. Yeah, yeah. Throughout the whole thing. Like, because, I mean, you know, Kitty shows up <laughs> again. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, we're safe from the spray and the kitty and the chase. You know, mm-hmm. like, it's fascinating that, like, it it, it it is the same band that made, you know, Naked and Famous. 
And if you listen to these tracks back to back, you're like, yeah, that's the same band. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, as opposed to like, uh, you listen to the same band that says like, I want to hold your hand. And, uh, 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 you know, just heard the news today. Yeah, right. And it's just like, wow, okay, well, they grew. Yeah, yeah. Or changed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh, wow, this is a, this is a breadth. This is a, uh, a diverse array. But, yeah, totally the same band. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I love it very much. Makes me very happy. I'm, I'm now looking yeah. at, the, I'm, I'm looking at the lyrics of the next one. Uh, we're moving on. Of time. Path of fire. We don't have to, but I was just, uh, just because it, it's a, it's a nice, uh, it's 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 a nice point to start talking about this. It, it's to me, it's also it's humorous, but it's also like one of their more poetic ones, but also in kind of a very goofy way. Also has the best fucking woodblock. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and fair, that's it, is, it. It does sound does sound great. Uh, but like it's very funny, and I, I it makes me smile every time. Mm-hmm. Uh, just the line, "I let my my thirsty boots wander all over, and they come home with lies about women." I mean, that's, lies that's about women. Great. I don't. It's very funny. It's funny, and it's also. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I uh, I don't know. I've got little little to nothing interesting to say about this. I just really like this song. Yeah, this one. Uh... I mean, like I said, it seems like there's a like calculated, uh, you know, uh, volcano stream of consciousness, Mach five, mm-hmm. seemingly, you know, grounded, twig, mm. totally crazy, Bug City, seemingly grounded, Bath of Fire, kind of all over the place. Yep. I don't know. It seems to almost like split the difference. Mm-hmm. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. Like you said, the home with lies about women. Uh, what's the? Isn't there the thing about the snake? Yeah. In the uh, yeah, he uh, has to kill it, need it, and yeah. But it was trying to protect itself. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he he appreciates it, but he's got to kill it so he can get some food. And he's getting that deep down dirt out of him. Mm-hmm. Which is it is. <laughs> it's fascinating. Yeah. And it just—it's also—it's this also another very American because it's countryish also, but like this other very mm-hmm. American sounding like I'm all alone, I'm gonna die alone because it's all about—it's about going to hell for whatever reason. Uh, and uh, but the, like he—he just—he can't wait to burn up so that he's clean again. And that's fucking—it's mm-hmm. deep as shit, but. <clears throat> He also, it's also very kind of like tossed off in this like now nah, I'm just gonna sing it in this little twang and just keep kind of calm about it. It's it's I don't know. It's not a hard song at all. That's such a funny thing to pick up because like like the idea of like so much of uh, Christianity being like you know guilt and stuff like that. Like I grew up Catholic, so there's there's no problem with that. Mm-hmm. But like. Um, the idea that there was so much guilt and God's watching you shit piled on and yet the songs were like, you know, always like, uh, Lord, I lift your name on high or whatever. Uh Like the fact that like it does capture this Americana, you know, uh, Christian, uh, adjacent, like guilt uh, 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 beating yourself up before God can beat you sure, up yeah, so yeah. that you're innocent. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. 
and mixed with cowboy culture. Right, right. <clears throat> with a little bit of Kool-Aid. Yeah, yeah. Ah, it's good. It's good. It's yeah. it's like a it's like a um fuck like a Sam Beckett play. It's a, it is it, what it, it, it feels like a Beckett like I don't know. You call him it, Sam. It, it's just so sad. It's so sad. When I say Sam Beckett, I of course meant Samuel Beckett. Um, I didn't mean. <laughs> yeah. Leap. No, no, me and Sam. You know what I'm saying. Sam Beckett mm-hmm. walked into the quantum leap accelerator and disappeared. <laughs> he woke up. <clears throat> Facing reflection that wasn't his own. <laughs> that is one of the ultimate intros because, like, it's not even a song. It's no, just yeah. a straight up narrator. Yeah, and it's also a show that's so complicated that you have to be like, every episode, let's make sure we remind people what the fuck is about to happen. Because God. if you saw that with no context, you'd be like, why does this guy see somebody else in a mirror? Why is why is this dude acting so weird? Why why the <laughs> Why are they treating this guy like he's mentally disabled? What's going on? I don't understand. Like, because if you know it, great. And it's like, oh, you know what? Good job, Scott Bakula. You're not a bad actor. Oh, look at, yep, you can sing. Good for you. Um, And then... Dean Stockwell, you're rocking it. Yeah, Dean Stockwell's great. Dean Stockwell was acting since he was like two. Um, Very weird. So good in that Mm -hmm. show. It's great. It's great in that fucking show. Um, Okay, we are going to get way too off off the beaten path because I accidentally Love called it. him Sam Beckett. Uh, <laughs> favorite playwright, Sam Beckett. Uh, favorite playwright, Sam uh, Beckett. Sam Beckett. This is one. This is one of those ones. Tiki God sticks out for me because it's one of those that I, I feel like I must have probably put it on repeat a lot. It's just this is. Hard I would fast. say this is an insanely accessible mm-hmm. "Presidents of the United States" song. Yeah. And it's a story one. It's like absolutely a story song. Yep. Clearly yep. a story song, including <laughs> literally a p- part of a plot of an episode of the Brady Bunch. He thought the idol was some Hawaiian hobby. Turned out the god was mean and vicious. When Greg tried to throw the idol, <laughs> <laughs> throw it back in the ocean, <laughs> there was a, um, an awful commotion. This is also one of those songs that I think like was tickling a part of my brain that really liked mid-century modern shit. So anything that yes. mentioned a tiki or whatever the fuck was like, I was a lit. I won't say it was ahead of the curve, but I was just like, there's something about that's tickling a part of my brain. That really like. <laughs> I mean, mid-century modern. Some would say you're behind the curve. <laughs> a, a, a little, but I mean, I you know when this came out, I mean, let's. I've just, yes, I see what you're saying. Uh huh. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Fun song. 30 years later. (laughs) (laughs) It's a very burning hot guitar through the whole thing. I just love the sound of the guitar. Yeah. Uh, Doesn't let up at any point. I don't, there might be, there's one part. Oh yeah. There's like one part uh, very towards the end where it's just, I think it's just bass and a little bit of. Um, Yeah. uh, When you're caught up in an evil plot. Boom. Like there's just so much. uh, I don't know. I, I love when they use their instruments for punctuation beyond just instrumentation yes um i don't know which could be really bad in the wrong hands but uh, like too comical but it's just comical enough yeah it, uh there's a thing uh called mickey mousing uh-huh which in uh, uh, uh visualization when you when you're doing music and visuals uh if the action and the music is too synced up it's called Mm -hmm. mickey mousing because Ah. 
in the early days of sound, they synced up everything. Every musical moment and visual mm-hmm. was synced up to prove to you, hey, we yeah. synced this up. This is amazing. <laughs> and then it became a, 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 a trope, and then it became too much. So it was called Mickey Mousing. Um, and I feel like there is a nice split the difference obviously there are no visuals you're listening to an album but sure. it, it, these punctuations are you know uh uh, uh dramatic moments mm-hmm. <laughs> and you, yeah. you feel the 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 uh the drama unfold i also like when chris gets loud and angry sounding because mm-hmm. it's never it never sounds i don't know I don't know if this makes any sense. It doesn't sound mean. It just sounds intense as fuck. And he does yell at the end of this. And it's just, I don't know. It's kind of perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it's just, and it, I don't know. There's not a lot of music that gets me like amped. And uh, this is one of those that definitely does it. Even though I, it's like, it's so weird that I'm listening to a song about, it's a story about a tiki idol told from a very white perspective, but it's, uh, it just sounds great. Same. <laughs> <laughs> it's great it's delightful yeah for a long time it was probably my most listened to uh president song yeah i i I can see that yeah i'm I'm looking at the lyrics but there's also for some reason a commercial for maker's mark at the bottom of this why am i watching them pour (laughs) wax on a maker's mark bottle i don't need to see that um it's just weird uh so the next song is l.i.p which stands for Little, Little Indian Princess. Indian <laughs> I too I still have no idea what this song is. Nope. I've never figured it out. Nope. Couldn't it it is uh, again one of those halfway where it sounds like it's telling you a story, but I'm not so sure it is. I'm not a hundred percent sure what the fuck is happening. Yeah. On a fist size ice cream cone at dicks. <laughs> what? I know. It's very some very specific references uh, like that. It took me uh, so long of saying that, like mm-hmm. singing along to the track and just like screaming in my car alone, like on a fist size ice cream cone and dicks and just being like, what am I saying? Yeah. Yeah. Mm hmm. It's, it's, like, it's, uh, it's like it's like Indian snake charming or something. I know, right? It's it's very similar to when I would uh, rap along. Mm, you can't call it rap. Uh, I would speak yeah. along with that part of the Bare Naked Ladies song one week. Oh, and, well, now you want to hood wink and make stop thing. I think you're looking at mm-hmm. Aquaman. I saw a fish with the dish of like Sally Shores like sushi because never just a frying pan hot like somebody want to bust rhymes but like the end rhymes because I'm all about values. Burke Camper's got the mad wits. Mad Try to match. Try to match wits. Try to hold me. But a bust through. <laughs> it's no way gonna time up, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's perfect. It's wrong. Yeah, I'm sure. But yeah, uh, so that thing is one of those uh, makes very little sense. Very, uh, you know, free association is is how that that song works. This one, I I can't. I don't know. I can't latch onto it. I like the sound of it. It's yes. again, it's one of those that sounds great. And so I was always fine with it until I started listening to the lyrics. I'm like, I don't know what's going on here. I would probably get confused and angry. Mm-hmm. Uh, <clears throat> it usually would happen if I didn't understand something. Bath of fire. SOT. Yeah. Well done. Bath of fire. Esoteric. Tiki God. Very plotted. It has a very thing. Little Indian princess. Crazy. We're not really sure what's happening. 
Mm-hmm. And then what happens? Then what happens? Froggy get... and his sonic creation. Uh-huh. I, Jesus Christ. Looking at the lyrics, this is the most... Because it's not... It's, uh, you know, the shit rhymes, but it's not It's not a whole lot of... Uh, let's see. How many how many times do we actually hit a chorus? Because I'm not even sure... I'm not even sure the format of this song. Watch him jump! But, like, this frog who goes to hell and all of his friends are there, and so he just, like, starts the band... Mm-hmm. Back up in hell, yeah. Which you know, this is maybe one of those where it's one of the few where you could be like, "All right, what part of his life is he?" Sp-? I mean, it's obviously it's about a band, it's about a musician, it's about feeling, you know, starved from being on stage and how that's not enough and how that kind of drains you and all that shit. Mm. Uh, so I guess this is one I would actually specifically like. All right, is there something that led you to wa- to write this? That that I'd be interested in. But know. it's another rock and roll song about rock and roll rock and roll a hundred percent a hundred percent uh his tiny heart goes puny pop <laughs> it's just this little it's so upsetting like it makes me very sad to hear but it's also very funny the way it's described i mean mick jagger's kissing froggy's lips studying <laughs> films of froggy's hips <laughs> <laughs> yeah, idea that like Mick Jagger's studying this frog, like mm-hmm. being like, "Oh, that's how I should." Because mm. <laughs> I can't picture it as anything but an actual physical frog. I, yeah. That is, I assume, what I need to be doing. Yes. If not, I think it's funny. If not, because watch if, him if, jump. Right. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. It's uh, again. This is this is clearly makes it into the jukebox musical. I think. I think yeah. this has to be a huge turning point in whatever the hell it's going to be called. Uh, Once yeah, again, it, it's so funny because you said, uh, I can't picture anything but a frog. Mm-hmm. And like, I've never, I've always taken it for granted that it's a frog rock star. <laughs> right. And yet, like, you know, the same way I always pictured Kitty was about a cat. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, uh, uh, we, we talked to uh, Chris Ballou, and he's like, well, it's got that double meaning, you know, is it a cat or is it a girl? And I was like, I never took it that way. <laughs> right. Well, like it's the, because it's so, it's such good pop where you're like, I don't know, you want to take it for granted. Yeah. Like, the if fact I don't want to think about it, I'm not going to bother. Froggy could be, you know, whatever, uh, uh, Iggy Pop. Right, 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 right. You know, uh, but like, I, it's just never popped into my head. It's always been like I'm looking at a frog on mm-hmm. stage dancing. Mm-hmm. I feel like because we both talked over each other, my brilliant joke of Iggy Hop got missed. So I just want to make sure I repeated it and then we just move on. I'm also really um, glad that you did that. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> oh, God damn it. Uh, yeah, this again, it's another great story. So it's very, uh, I don't know, it, all, it of course always makes me think of um, Mark Twain because he wrote the, uh, he stole the story of the amazing jumping frog of Calabasas County. Is that the name of the fucking, I can't remember the name of the fucking song, uh, the story. But it yeah, makes me all think I can of think of is uh, the drunk history where uh, Derek Waters goes, <laughs> yeah, it gets that nerdy. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. <laughs> That's uh, brilliant. Oh, shit. Check out J Bone Clom on Drunk History. Yeah, do it. Go ahead. You can see me. You can see me for a full minute and nine seconds total if you want to add those things up. Nobody's done that except for me. Um, season six, episode 13, I think. Whistleblowers. 
Me and Elijah Wood. My good friend Elijah Wood hanging out. We're not in the promo section. My best buddy. My best buddy, Elijah Wood. The Um, Hobbit himself. (laughs) This is is one of those, uh, so tube amplifier. Yeah. It's great. This is about uh, rock and roll. It is about rock and roll. It's specifically about equipment. Uh, well, two of them. Two of them are rock equipment. The other one is a golf club. Um, it's very dumb. It's very silly. Um, it's perfect. Sounds great. It is perfect. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. The thing I is, I got it, myself a brand new tube amplifier. <laughs> it's fascinating, like how. I mean, this is almost like you know, akin to like we're not going to make it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. True. It's that like meta uh, rock and roll song, mm-hmm. but Pared also down sounding. It takes the extra leap of making fun of itself within the song that's making fun of itself because that that goes to a golf club. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I got myself this big, you know, Bertha uh, driver, big Bertha uh-huh. driver, and like like it's it's so tongue-in-cheek already by being like i got myself a tube amplifier i got myself a you know uh, all the but i got a big bertha driver mm-hmm. which also technically could be like actually when i first heard the song i thought that that was a uh a, 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 a pedal like a guitar oh yeah sure okay you know uh a, a distortion pedal uh but no it talking about golf clubs <laughs> It, I, I think it's sense, so funny to take the leap of, mm-hmm. like, we're making fun of ourselves, and then we're making fun of ourselves, making fun of ourselves. Mm-hmm. It's also like, it, it then implies that, okay, one of us, uh, two of us like to play music, and the other one can't wait to get the fuck out of here to go golf. <laughs> go I, golfing. I also kind of like that. Uh, the opening has always reminded me of my uh, one of my best friends, Mike, uh, just because there's just this little... I feel like he listened to this song and really liked this part, too. It's like, hey, would you like to hear a song? Yeah, man, lay it on us. Okay, it goes like this. I, it's always <laughs> been the cutest thing, like, intro to a song ever to me, and that is the way my friend Mike would sometimes talk, just as a joke, and so it, it, it reminds me of that, but it's, it's... I don't know. It's adorable. It's simple. Yeah. It's It makes me laugh. It's fast. Also, how quick is this? I don't even know. How I, I don't have it in front of me. But Minute it's, it's twenty-two. Fast. There you go. Yep. In and out. They know how to do it. Yeah, yeah. I always think of uh, this clip of uh, Frank Sinatra, and uh, he he's recording. Uh, you know, uh, when I was seventeen, I had a very good year. He's recording that song, and it ends, and he says into the microphone, "How long was that?" And the the uh, recording tech gets on the thing and goes four twelve. He goes four twelve. Jesus, that's longer than the first act of Hamlet. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. <sighs> that's awesome. oh, Minute twenty two. You're in. You're out. You got a good bit. You mm-hmm. you play it, and then you're you're. Whoop, we did it. <laughs> That's also one of those, like, uh, right before the break songs, if you're doing a concert and you need to get the fuck out of there for a minute, like, that's mm. definitely, like, you leave people wanting more with that one, I think. Also, that's good. a that's a good one to uh, to not do, like, the album, you know? Like, uh, mm-hmm. you just show up with an acoustic guitar and just, like, uh-huh. which also, the irony, an acoustic guitar, I got myself a brand new tube amplifier. <laughs> 
The next one, uh, are we breaking the pattern a little? It, it's, it is a mix. It's a mix. Supermodel is a... Mm-hmm. Boy, oh boy. I have never figured it out. I don't think I'm supposed to. It just sounds good. It, 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 it's very much... Trying to analyze this one would be pointless, I feel like. Yeah. There's almost a story. Yeah. I mean, there's the illusion of having a story, I guess. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because there's Which a lot of Star Wars references. Sure. Uh-huh. And the Terminator. Supermodel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it is almost... Uh, I mean, you, you've had, what, like... Two in a row that are like mm. roughly. I mean, froggy is arguable, but roughly two in a row that are like very straightforward. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you just know what's going on? Like one that's so crazy and great. Yeah, it. I mean, it is one of those things that I wouldn't be surprised if this is one of the first bands that got me to listen to lyrics more because it was forced to. Because at some point, it's incongruous. It's like, wait, what are they actually saying? It's so... He's going to so many lengths to say so many different things. Mm. It's not just some boring bullshit pop that repeats the same shit over and over again. By the way, I love pop, obviously, but sure. it's very much... This forces you to listen if you're going to keep re-listening to it. So, I want to hold your hand. Yeah, I is want, maybe the perfect example. I wonder how much of the like almost three minutes the lyrics mm-hmm. take up. Hmm. That's a good question. I don't know. Why don't you do the math right now and uh, get back to it? I will, I will listen to it and I will log uh, all the time that lyrics are happening versus music. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, uh, uh, Love Child of the Genghis Khan, uh, Amazon, like how much of that happens and how much of it is like, you know, uh, uh, you know? Right. I do also wonder the same. Now that you say it, I wonder. That is crazy. Because now that I'm looking at the lyrics, mm-hmm. and you're seeing like the like supermodel, oh yeah, and think of like burr, 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 burr. like how much is happening that you just don't realize that like oh there's like a you know a ton of guitar riffs happening here, but. Yeah. It's couched within this, like, these, like, moments. And so, but it ends up, like, you know, 53% of the song is just instrumental. Mm-hmm. I wonder. I also wonder. That's all I got. I wah, 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 wonder. I was going to do that, too. Why was I going to do that? Why? Why, 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 she ran away. <laughs> and we get uh, we get weird again. It's a great song. Uh, Puffy little song shoes. For? Puffy little shoes is a a beast. That's a a bonus track on the deluxe version of Presidents One, right? Is it? I'd forgotten. My brain has. Uh, it could be. I think. Yeah, I really? think it's a uh, a like, but like a, a stripped down version. Oh, okay, okay. Because I think Puffy little shoes on this one. If I remember correctly, mm-hmm. on, I'm, I'm just gonna listen to it by myself. There is, I mean, really there is quick. a bu- there is a bonus track at the end of this song, which is called "Basketball Dream," which yes. does mention Puffy Little Shoes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I just need to make sure because I did listen to this album earlier today, sure. mm-hmm. 
But I just want to make sure that I'm thinking of the right puffy little shoes. Because there's one that's, like, very stripped down. Mm-hmm. And then there's one that's um, puffy shoes. And then there's one that's more rockin'. And I feel like this is the one that's rockin'. Mm-hmm. Similar to is. Tiki God, because uh, Tiki God uh, has a stripped-down version on uh, Pure Frosting or one of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's oh, yeah, one right, on yeah. the uh, there's one on Presidents One. Oh, okay. So it must be. It's probably not on the CD I bought. It must be on a maybe on if you buy the digital version of the album. Is that yeah, or the deluxe okay. version or the something. Deluxe like that. Oh yeah, right. Because the deluxe version that they came out a few years after had a bunch of really good extra mm-hmm. shit on it. Uh, I don't know if I have that. I'll have to look. Maybe I do. Uh, this is this song also makes no sense, but I. It, it to me the pure joy of him singing about puffy shoes was was enough to keep me listening. Yeah, I, I just I don't know I, the kind of writing and stuff I was doing that was for lack of a better word, uh, lol, so random. Uh, I like <laughs> to I like to write things that were just strange and hearing a person make music that was similar to the stuff I like to write was like, oh, this is stuff you could maybe get paid to do. That's kind of great. It's a uh, it's interesting because. Um... So, uh, on my other podcast, um, there, there's an episode of Be Cool Scooby-Doo where there's uh-huh. a villain who is, like, his whole thing is randomness uh-huh. and, like, kind of, like, surreal, like, crazy insanity. Mm-hmm. And it's so... The, the, the thing that really dawned on me... Well years ago but uh, uh watching that that i thought was really well done and what i think is really well done with president of the united states of america is it's so hard to write random sure. you know what i'm saying yep like like anybody can be like squirrel pigeon uh uh dick face your your uh, cock stick whatever mm-hmm. like you you can free associate words but to make it cohesive but also seem random yeah or surreal is insanely difficult mhm and i think that like things like puffy little shoes you know it, it it's also a personality thing where he's like i would absolutely pick the one with the shoes you know mm-hmm. like it, mm-hmm. that that character that he creates to sing that line it, it it's really great yeah yep and it, it very much, like I said, reminded me of a friend of mine. And so it was kind of like having him in my pocket a little bit. Um, so I, <laughs> it made me very, uh, I don't know. It, it was nice having cause it, that, that friend of mine, Mike, was the person who kind of introduced that sort of sense of humor to me uh, mm. because I was very strict. Like comedy has to be this, comedy has to be that until he would say the dumbest shit and get a big laugh from me. And I was like, ah, oh, fuck. I don't have anything figured out. So, you know, uh, it was very, and hearing a musician reflect that same thing that we're just like, no, you, you can say, you can say anything. And if you say it the right way and you have good intentions, it, it might be funny. Yes. And yeah, also be some, beautiful rock music somehow. Right. Like saying things with intention, even though they are, uh, uh, uh seemingly absurd mm-hmm. somehow works. Yeah. But this Having is also like a, one that there's no character in. There's not, he's the character, but like, it's not like he's singing about, because he talks so much about anthropomorphizing things. 
he's talking about shoes and I don't know why and I don't care necessarily. It's is the the person who's in the shoes mm-hmm, that mm-hmm. seems weird. Mm-hmm. Like there's an obsession with this person who's in these puffy little shoes. <laughs> you never talk about that person. Mm-mm. It's just like a we like you're you're moving around this space of this character occupying these shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's, it's it's kind of beautiful. Yeah, I agree. I would obviously pick the one with the shoes. <laughs> and then there's a moment, too, that all of a sudden, I'm hoping they recorded at a concert. I'm assuming they did. When he says, and people pack into the rock and roll place. Rock and roll place. It's so good. It's so good. And then there's just yeah! then this little, like, a riff, and back into him, like, talking, uh, and with a little bass in the background. It's so, mm. I don't, I don't get it, and I love it at the same time. Mm. I'm, I'm, it's one of those things where I'm fully aware of. There's, there's probably nothing to get, I suppose, uh, and it is poetry. Or you like got that. it. You or, got sure, it. Sure, sure. Like it, it wasn't. It didn't have to be that deep for it to be great. Yeah. No. Exactly. And I, I'm fine with it being weird. <laughs> it's poetry. the opposite of Room Two Thirty Seven. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's one of those things. It's hard to make an argument for though, like because you know you and I are sitting here talking for. You know, two hours about like wh- why we like this thing that doesn't make any sense, and it involves both letting it go, and also we still want to keep analyzing it in some small yeah. way. So yeah. even though we know that it's it's beyond and uh, above and beyond, and without the need for analyze, an, an, uh, analysis, uh, it's still fun to analyze. I think also Anal- I analysis. Think, analysis. Thank you very much. I'm sorry, I said yeah. the wrong word. Um, puffy little shoes. I want to know if he saw some puffy little shoes. See, there we go. I do now want to know if he's got like some, some puffy Air shoes Jordans. Uh huh. Yeah. What were you? What are you picturing, Chris, when you picture puffy little shoes? I do picture Air Jordans. I picture like some like pump ups. Like, <laughs> excuse me, bad guys. I am running out of air. <laughs> <laughs> What's the movie where they over pump them and they pop and dust goes everywhere? in a movie or a TV show. Oh, yeah. What I vaguely remember that. God damn it. Uh, well, that's super helpful to people. Uh, yep, no idea. Mm. Uh, and then we close out, well, so we think, we close out this sure. with Ladies and Gentlemen Part a 2. I mean, it, all, it, it, it kind of feels like uh, uh, Queen. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Uh, like, uh, 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 let me entertain you. But like the fact that they uh, couched it within this idea of a rock concert mm-hmm. but also uh, uh uh addressing these ladies and gentlemen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, it feels so uh uh f- funny for sure yeah no i mean it's it's like slightly uh, facetious um but also i also like the line that's all the songs we know <laughs> it's so self-effacing it's like no that's all we can do bye yeah right uh, uh calling back to uh, uh we're not gonna make it mm-hmm. it's i don't know that that sort of like their the, the character of the band is one of the things that keeps it cohesive and that's that like you know we're not humble we're incompetent like that, that that's that, that's their concept of like no we don't know what we're doing you we know? don't have time to be humble. We, <laughs> right. we're, we're still figuring this out. 
even ah, though again shit. they can they can process perfect pop music uh without yeah. i won't say without trying but uh, you know uh, see, w- flawless. It, it it feels effortless. Yeah, there we go. Effortless. That's the yeah, yeah. word I was looking for. Um, yeah. And then uh, the end is <laughs> called Basketball Dream. I don't think I ever right. quite paid attention to that. That that's what it was called. Uh, but it's so it's Chris Ballou's kid. I believe it's his kid. It's got he's got the same last name. So I don't know if it's a nephew or his child. Uh, so I apologize for not knowing. I guess I should look that up. Um, but you can hear Chris like whispering the lyrics to him in his ear <laughs> as he's saying it and it's like it's like it's kind of it's kind of sad it's like a little poem with yeah like a little riff in the background yep. it's a little sad but it's also very funny and getting the kid to laugh is like the goal of the whole thing i think and it's really <laughs> cute it's so funny <laughs> which there's nothing more innocent than that just trying to make oh, somebody yeah. laugh oh yeah and so to have it be so honest mm-hmm. like you know the project is in the you know the uh, form dictates content you know kind mm-hmm. of or content dictates form kind of thing yeah I love it, it. it's so straightforward yeah uh it, and that's what makes it beautiful it's, but like it's weird because it's about magic johnson having hiv but it's also sure. supposed to be uh yeah i don't know it's uh it's it's just I don't know. It's just really sweet, and li- the the few times when the kid laughs, like because he 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 says ten feet tall, Genuinely. and like that kid is like he thinks it's the funniest thing in the world. The idea that somebody's <laughs> ten feet tall, um, and listening to say, "Are the cameras on? Are the cameras on?" I, it's just I don't know. It's very funny. Yeah, perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect end. It, it, yeah, it's and it's it, it, this this will probably may remain. One of my yeah, fuck, sorry. One of my favorite albums of all time. I yeah, it's so good. Great. Brilliant. I like hearing you say that. I love I love the idea of you being like, you know what? This isn't gonna get old for me. I don't think so. I mean, like if I listen to it today, and it's probably the hundredth time I've heard the goddamn thing, and I'm not sick of it. And like it's to the point where I'm actually glad we're not doing the next album today because I didn't get to fully listen to that because I listened to this all the way through. I should have skipped some of these tracks because I've heard it a billion times, but I didn't want to. <laughs> like I'm just like, nah, I gotta. This is too much. I have to listen to this whole fucking thing all the way through. Mm. Um, yeah, it's good. It makes me happy. Gets me pumped. Nick, what? <laughs> pumped. Pumped. I'm pumped. Hi, this is Casey Kasem, and I'm pumped. <laughs> I'm pumped. Uh, <laughs> a long-distance dedication from Pumped. <laughs> um, what uh, Do you have a specific memory of listening to this album that you can like just call up right now, like being in a car, being in a living room or something? Just specifically, yeah, being in that uh being in that converted that astro van on the way down to florida uh yeah and and the few times when there wasn't some argument happening between one member of the family and another or the entire <laughs> family and my dad um so yeah and like these headphones relaxing. were sitting over your ears oh for sure I'm assuming. Like, these, these are probably very shitty uh foam like marty mcfly headphones yeah, uh, yeah. i don't think i had anything Did i have any i know i didn't have any in-ear ones yet because they, they were a couple years away from being a, a real thing that people 
thought were serious. Um, so, right. cause like if you ever had an in-ear one, it's usually like a single mono one that you got with a recorder of some kind that was still the deal. There was never really good in-ear ones. So yeah, there would have been some shitty ones that I'd gotten at the local 99 cent store. And like full, um, like, uh, over ear, uh, 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 covering your ear style. I wonder. No, I, I don't like think that I had was, any like that. That was a while away. That's, yeah, I, I had, yeah, I just had the small ones, yeah, just a little shitty, like, mm. yeah, only DJs really had the good ones that were just, like, drivers at the time or whatever. Yep. Uh, my uncle has a pair from the 70s that still work, and if he sends them away with $10, they will repair whatever's wrong with them. <laughs> uh, they'll continue to repair them because they're still that good. And they The don't LL Bean of headphones. Basically, yeah, 100%. <laughs> uh, and he, he, he was a DJ, still is a DJ, uh, and... Uh, has been a dj for like 40 or 50 years and um yeah still relies on those suckers but yeah i had those little shitty ones but yeah just sitting there listening in 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 the car in the way and it was like relaxing even when it was like hard pumping music it was just like ah this is good and it, it definitely informed like being on the road and listening to good music is like a huge part of my brain like if i'm driving and i've got good driving music then i'm like good to go at least for yeah. a little while yeah LA traffic will kill that. And, I was like, about to really say, if you're sitting you there for 20 mm-hmm. minutes. That's where podcasts come in, and you're like, no, nah, i got to listen to a human. I need to like <laughs> get back into human mode. What about you? Uh, I, I would say, I mean, it, it seems weird. Uh, it, it's, a, it's kind of a recursive function. Because I got into the band you know uh listening to it because of a ski movie i mm-hmm. i had uh uh i put it on an ipod at some point and i i lived near a ski mountain for you know 3 years of my life and so i was at the ski mountain every day just skiing and i had in ear headphones in my helmet and I was listening to this album. That's fucking great. And I think like it's just it is bound up with just like heading down the mountain with me and just going off jumps and. That's so good. I mean, this would be an amazing album to do sports to. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That's fucking great. I love that. Just doing uh, turns to like uh, uh, my thirsty boots wander all over. <laughs> you know. <laughs> shh, shh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's good, Nick. That's some good shit. Yeah. <clears throat> oh, fuck. Sorry. I am, like, all of a sudden dried out. Um, all dried up! Yep. What are you going to do, Nick? I don't know. I'm specifically asking, what are you going to do? Uh, probably cook dinner for my mm. <laughs> girlfriend. <laughs> mm, that's fair. It's not going to do uh, anything for your dried upness. Have we been doing anything specific to end these podcasts? I literally can't remember what we do other than I. I mean, I like that question. That's a good question. Your, yours is that's that's because this this is the one that again this is the one that I think solidified that we would be doing this podcast. And we, we both bo- yeah so we both kind of said that, which I think kind of gave me that idea for that question. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, it's a it's a it's a perfect album on many levels. Yeah, um, so I would agree. Worth listening to. This yeah. is like up there for me with. I don't know if I have a perfect Beatles album, but like XTC's got Skylarking. That's a perfect album in a completely different way than this. Uh, two very different perfect albums. Yeah, Semisonic, uh, Feeling Strangely Fine. Really? I've never heard. I only know one Semisonic song. Yeah, you know sure two. You know which one it is. Yeah, um, you know two. Uh, you I just do? don't know that you know the other one. What's the other one? <laughs> uh, it's either... Uh, uh, 
uh, what's the uh, Sarah Smile or something? Uh, the one that's like, uh, or da 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 da. Uh, changes to, in and I up. change my locks. It's great. You're gonna love it when you listen all to right. it again. You're gonna be like, I knew it all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, what's the other one? Oh, uh, Soul Asylum, Ruby Room. I don't know any Soul Asylum music. Uh, am I thinking of Soul Asylum? No, Soul Coughing. Sorry. Oh, Soul Coughing's great. I don't know any of their full albums. Yeah, um, Ruby sorry, Room is a great album. Hmm. All right. Well, see, these are things I need to I need to look up based on <laughs> Nick's recommendation and presidents too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And presidents too. It's great. It's just so good. Yeah. And it, what's so funny is just like that they would do this after feeling so fucking angry about being semi-famous, <laughs> right? <laughs> that they they're still like, well, well, we got the money to make the album. We might as well make the best album we can. And it's a damn good, quick in and out album. All I'm hoping is, Nick, I mean, I think our goal with this, as my goal with the news radio podcast is to get that rebooted, our goal is to reunite the presidents of the United States of America one more time. <laughs> On this podcast. Hey, Chris, uh, listen to he's like, you know, you got me thinking about the band again. I'm like, yep, you're right. So you're going to reform the band. I didn't say that to his face. I projected that into his brain. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> I like th- I like that there's an element of you being like uh, uh, one of those like dream board guys or something. Just like mm-hmm. yeah, I envisioned it and it happened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, ten thousand hours. I just sat and thought that for ten thousand hours, and uh, there you go. Happened. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I don't know what to leave the people with, Nick. Oh, um, I I know how to end the podcast. Please go ahead. Bye. <laughs> Unimpeachable, The Songs of the Presidents of the United States of America is a Stolen Dress Entertainment production. The show is co-hosted by Nick Robes and Jason Klom. You can find the show in the Stolen Dress Sidecasts feed on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you find podcasts, and at StolenDress.com. Find us on Twitter at StolenDress or Facebook.com slash StolenDress. On Twitter, find Nick at Nick Robes, N-I-C-R-O-B-E-S, and Jason at J. Klom. J-K-L-A-M-M. Stolen Dress Entertainment.